I don't care if you can sign up. Prevent a swarm attack all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times of Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu Prodigy, coming to you live and direct from the Vista Smoky Out family with all the dankest of dank shit. On my left, oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. If you live in Northern California, you would you know that the armies of Mordor are coming. Mm, God damn. On my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, choke people out on threes and fours, Kronos. Hey, just remember, California, if you're drowning, you can always swim to the butt. Lil Wayne told us this. <laughs> sure did. Uh, Blue is not with us tonight. I think he's uh, not feeling well. Got the, uh, what do you call it, Kronos? The, the wonderful disease. Got his yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Those> Goddamn kids. <laughs> Terrible. Playing all that shit mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. German factories, though. <laughs> but it's all good. It's, 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 all for the, it's for the best, you know? It's it's mm-hmm. funny to me how some people, they don't believe in, like, evolution, but they sure do believe in fucking virus evolutions, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or no, they don't believe in um, vaccines, but... No, not, some people don't believe in evolution either, but I'm just like, okay, it's, you know, mm-hmm. we just we got wiped out by corona, you know, virus... COVID-19, which is the 19th year, and it's evolved yep. since then. Yep. It's just people want to see instantaneous fucking evolution. Just look at viruses. Stop looking at goddamn mammals and shit. It takes a long time for mammals. Viruses and bacteria and shit? Way less time. Well, you're right. Uh, it does take a long time, but literally every single fucking dog breed you have yeah. is based on human selection. Humans created dogs. That's the thing. Yeah. Wolf, wolves existed, and we made dogs out of them. And pretty much all of our, you know, um, domesticated animals, like pigs and fucking... If, just pigs alone. You can take a pig and just put it in the wild and see what happens. Just watch miraculously yep. see what happens. That shit ain't a fucking pig no more. Mm-hmm. It, it turns into a fucking a wild hog. It grows fucking crazy-ass teeth. They get fucking hairy and shit. But, you know, you leave them in captivity, yeah, they stay all pink and, you know, fat and shit, but just, just let them go and see what happens. There you go. <sighs> all right. Anyway. What kind of stats <laughs> you got for us? Uh, listener of the week would be uh, Jida. Thank you very much. Uh, Jida 12, specifically. There could have been Wait. 11 other ones. Wait, spell Jida for me. J-A-I-D-A-H. Am I saying yeah, the name wrong? No, no, no. Perhaps I could. I, I could. Try it. All right. Shout out to you. Maybe I am. <laughs> Shit. No, I'm fucking it up. Jada? Maybe, Maybe they just, just Jada. Jada. Yeah, I was Probably say could they just could be Jada. Jada. So, my bad if I fucked that up. Mm-mm. But I came back. First in the chat would be nobody because we were late. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will be in here hopefully sometime soon. Good uh, shit. Yeah. Oh shit! What? Uh, I forgot that uh, we don't have blue because she. I can do Twitter really quick. Right? Okay. I'm, I'm so like used tweeting. to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so used to him doing it that he wasn't here, and I totally forgot. But it's fine. Well, well you were still supposed. To, you're supposed to pour out something beverage and malty well, and let, brown. Let, and let shit. him figure out the Twitter thing first, and then we'll we'll come back to to him. Do the Twitter thing, oh. and then let us know when you're ready. Real All quick, right. prodigy. Because I know both me and you, we pay attention to some world events more than some of the others on the podcast, yep. for better or for worse. Uh, what do you think about the the recent bank issues, specifically SVB 
and Signature Bank and Credit Suisse. Suisse? Suisse. Um, I'm very frustrated with the <laughs> rapid, <laughs> rapid uh, level of aid and bailout that just instantly happened so quickly with the uh, with the government as a whole. I mean, everybody's heard about some of the uh, the problems uh, and the really the closure of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. They were one of the top twenty largest banks in the country. I think they were it's somewhere in the teens. They weren't like top ten, but they were yeah. still a big bank. There were, you know? I mean, there were actually they weren't considered a big bank. They were only considered a, a larger bank recently, only because it's kind of going into like history. But it's because of the easing of the the the, the Dodd Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dodd Frank Act, because they they basically eased up some of the restrictions on uh, what would be considered a bank that cannot fail, and it used to be fifty billion dollars, and they changed it to uh, a quarter of a quarter of a trillion dollars, and um, because basically, if you were before with this act in, if you were a bank above fifty billion dollars, you were um, you had to have more oversight um, and stress testing from the federal government, and so. The banks, specific, specifically Silicon Valley Bank, and I think Signature Bank, um, and a few other banks, they uh, rallied really hard or lobbied really hard to uh, repeal that specific uh, rule. And after they repealed that rule, that's what uh, you can thank good old you know President, former President Trump, for this one. He repealed it, and those banks went from a little less than fifty million dollars to um, Silicon Valley Bank went from that from twenty nineteen, I think. From a little less than fifty billion to a little less than two hundred fifty billion yep. in a matter of five years, less than five years, really. So, with risky ass, shaky ass investments. Well, the problem is, um, hopefully, I wish um, Devil Tank was on here because he he keep, he could break, he could break down further. But the main problem was this: they bought a bunch of bonds, federal, federal bonds. Yep. that were 10-year bonds or longer. And when you have the interest rates going up, that affects the bond market too. So yep. when you have a certain bond that's like, say you bought like a $10 bond at a certain interest rate, well, you're getting a certain, a certain interest rate for you know 10 years. It's pretty solid. Like you're, you're going to get your investment back with you know interest, obviously. Um, but what happened was when they kept upping the rates, that ups the fucking interest rates on those same bonds. So the bonds that you previously just bought for, you know, I'll say $10, not a bunch of money, because then it gets, you know, you got to do math and shit. But now it's now that ten dollars, same ten dollar bond is worth more money than the bond that you bought when the interest rates were lower. And so what happened was, uh, Silicon Valley Bank they put a bunch of money in these bonds, and so that when you put the money in the bonds, it's no longer liquid. Like that's just locked for like ten plus years, however long the bond uh, lasts for. And so apparently a bunch of people like recognize this. And they were like, hey, um, you know, Silicon Valley Bank isn't, isn't as liquid as it used to be. Um, let's start pulling our shit out because we're afraid that we won't be able to pull it out. And because we have Twitter now, a bunch of people in, you know, Silicon Valley Bank, a bunch of people are just like, oh, hey, let's just pull out. So they all just did a bank run. They just started pulling shit out. And Silicon Valley Bank was known for taking, you know, semi-risky investments on younger people in Silicon Valley or in the tech industry in general that couldn't previously get funding. So they, they were really notoriously known for doing that, like taking, you know, what other banks wouldn't take on that risk for these sorts of loans. So yeah, it was a pretty shitty thing. Yeah, you can't, here's the thing, even with the bonds, you know, yes, there's some 
in good times, you know, when the interest rates are low, you think that it's going to be a pretty solid investment. I get that. But you can't over-invest in just that or have too many of your eggs in that basket. And it's, and the, here's the other thing, too. It's not like it was a giant shock or surprise. They talked about raising interest rates for a long time prior to even doing it. And then they continue to talk about every quarter or so. Yeah. You know, hey, we're going to be raising interest rates. We're going to be raising interest rates. So... You know, I, I don't have a whole lot of fucking sympathy for them in general. And then I even have less sympathy for how quickly, uh, you know, there was just this immediate influx of, well, we got to bail them out. We, we, we have to. Yeah, and especially, especially like the lies that they were saying about it. Like they were saying, um, well, if we don't do this, people are going to be, you know, it's not just going to be a haircut. It's going to be, you know, mom and pop shops are going to lose business. You know, regular people are going to lose, you know, their savings. And it's like, uh, no, because the FDIC already insures a quarter of a million dollars for that bank. Most banks are FDIC insured. So I think if you have more than, you know, a quarter of a million dollars in your, you know, in your account, you're pretty well off, given the fact that the average, the average American only has $5,300 in their account. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Even even that's getting rarer and rarer to have fifteen hundred. But I was going to say too, and you're absolutely right about the quarter of a million. You know that only the quarter of a million is supposed to be insured. That's a well known, not a secret, a well known fact uh, for anybody, in, especially in the financial sector or business sector or whatever. So you took risks. Unnecessary, but you could have diversified that. You could have had it in multiple accounts. You could have had it in multiple banks. You could have invested it here and there, and real estate, and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of other shit. But you didn't do that. Yeah, so, just just as kind of like a sort of extreme extreme example, because you know Silicon Valley Bank, they obviously had accounts with businesses. Fucking Roku, they had almost half a billion dollars in one account with SVB. Like, what the fuck? Like, how how do you have? almost a half a billion dollars liquid in a single account in a single bank. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. You know what they were on? They were on that DuckTales Scrooge McDuck shit. They wanted <laughs> to literally swim in the motherfucking gold coins. That's what they wanted to do. Yeah, you man. Know. That shit's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. And I think that one of the worst ones was um, Signature Bank. So um, I forget the guy's name. Frank, what's his first name? This he was a former congressman, the guy who wrote the bill. Oh, uh, uh, Barney, Barney Frank. Frank. Yeah, Barney yeah. Frank. This yeah. is even kind of more egregious. So Barney Frank, he actually the the guy that wrote the actual bill, he actually you know he stopped working for Congress and he actually ended up being on the board for or he was he was a director an outside director for uh, Signature Bank and he was getting paid millions of dollars from Signature Bank, which is you know the revolving door that everybody talks about that people, which is one of the things that he kind of championed against like large banks and shit. But anyway, he's on the board for Signature Bank, getting paid all this money. And he's one of the ones that lobbied to up the actual amount um, of what is considered a, a bank that cannot fail, which is supposed to be a quarter of a trillion instead of, you know, 500 billion. Um, and he said that there was a slight bank run on Signature Bank, but that the Fed stepped in too, too soon and seized, and seized Signature Bank. And he was mad about that. But it's like, but I mean, man, you, you can't have it both ways. I mean, you're the one that, you know, wrote this bill and you're also the one that lobbied against like this certain part of the bill. Yep. You know, like what I, I can understand. I can totally understand, even though I, 
it's it's early. I know that, that it's early, but I can totally understand, you know, the federal government being, hey, you know, we don't want 2008 all over again, especially given that we're still recovering from COVID. I get that, but at the same time, once again, you're using tax dollars to bail these banks out. And no matter, I don't care how somebody tries to fucking spend that shit saying that, oh, well, you know, it's supposed to be covered by the, okay, if it was covered by the, by the, because I know banks have reinsurance and shit like that. I understand that. But if the banks have reinsurance and this is all going to be covered by the banking system anyway, then why the fuck did the federal government step in? If the federal government steps in, that means our tax dollars are being spent on some level. And what incentive do you have to be a uh, prudent bank that follows the rules, that doesn't overinvest in risky risky stuff, that tries to, uh, you know, slowly and conservatively grow the money in diversified assets and all of these other things that are tried and true principles of economics and everything. There's no incentive to do that. It's be as risky as you can, be as reckless as you can. And it's almost like, uh, you know, you're, you're out here just fucking hose with no condoms on, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and then uh, complaining about getting uh, some STD or STI, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's wild to me. It, it is offensive in terms of the whole, the whole bailout stuff, the 08, 09 stuff. A lot of people still don't even, you know, go back into that, that recent history and, and realize just how much that cost the average taxpayer. Uh, it, it, it was ugly, you know, and at the same time, I want more regulation in terms of that revolving door that Bruno speak, spoke about. Uh, I want more regulation in terms of truly evaluating, hey, is this bank at risk? Not a few weeks ago, everything looked all kosher. Like you had, a, what was his name, a Jim Cramer on the show saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, invest in Silicon Valley Bank looking like an asshole just at the end of fe- late February. And now they're fucking gone. Like it, it's it's wild. Yeah, and what another thing that's even more wild is that they literally paid out bonuses the Friday that they collapsed. Yeah, like the Friday before they collapsed. Yeah, so they're paying out millions of dollars to their you know uh, employees and their you know senior and their executives, and all of a sudden they no, like no 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 no, you need to go back and recoup that money. Go back and take those fucking bonuses back because those are that's people's money. Yep. Now, I don't know if you people understand how banks work, but when you give them money. Like, your money is what makes the bank work. Like, they take yep. that shit, they reinvest it, they pay themselves out. That's how banks work. Um, but to have them do that and then be like, oh, you know, I guess we failed. No. Like, if you failed, then it's more than just, oh, I guess you're, all, the, all the senior staff is fired. No. Take the bonuses back and put that into the people's bank accounts and, yeah. the, and the, the other, you know, the corporation's bank accounts. Because I understand that there's more than just people's bank accounts, but... Um, yeah, it's just it, it's crazy, and it's it's crazy that this is just a, an acceptable route for our tax dollars to take is to 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 bail out these banks. And meanwhile, we have to fight fucking. Just take I'll just give a, an example like yeah. recent shit, the East Palestine disaster. Mm-hmm. It's basically a fucking. It's like a mini Chernobyl, and it's been going on for weeks now, if not months, and they're getting very little federal aid. There, people are tell, trying to tell them that oh, the water's safe, even though people are getting rashes. They're saying the air's safe. People are getting rashes, they're getting sick, they're getting migraines and shit like that. Um, there's already serious uh, health issues with that place, and Norfolk Southern, Norfolk Southern, is saying that everything is fine and that they're the people that they paid to, to take these samples are saying that it's fine. 
Meanwhile, the FEMA didn't really get involved at all, and the federal government isn't doing shit, but they're willing to back a bank where people's money was already fucking safe that already had reinsurance. It's like, why don't you help the, the people out that are literally sick and dying? You know, these yeah. people that had their money in those in that bank that had mortar accordion, they're fucking fine. They're fine. And, and I'm going to put some numbers behind this for context. $150 billion in bailout money for Silicon Valley Bank. $70 billion in bailout uh, for... Hold on, so sorry. Signature um, Bank? Yeah, for Signature Bank. Give me one second. I just ha ah, Credit Suisse is in our ha problem, because that, that, was, that was done by the... Uh... Is it Norway or the Swiss bank? It's a Swiss bank. So. Yeah, but I was just going to say, I mean, again, this is context. Regardless of how you feel about any of these other things, roughly, this is an estimate, about $24 billion for student, let, student loan forgiveness, about $85 billion for repairing school infrastructure, about $20 billion for paid family leave, yeah. $40 billion for child and universal pre-K, $24 billion for dental coverage uh, for seniors, $22 billion for uh, two years free community college. I, I want to be make this point and I want to make it really clearly, you know, when you're talking about all of this money and it's in the billions and billions of dollars, the stuff that you always hear, oh, that's too expensive. We can't pay for that as a country. It, the dollars actually show that you could, you just don't, it, there's no political will. That's fine. And I'd rather have that discussion about political will than blowing uh blowing smoke and talking about oh we can't afford it get, get the fuck out of here no it's because you know they for some reason both democrats and republicans they believe in you know corporate socialism but you know the people just push pull yourselves up by your bootstraps yeah you know yeah. we've had so much corporate socialism in this fucking country over the past you know fucking forever um, that that it's crazy. Like if we would stop giving all these goddamn incentives to corporations and and stop with the subsidies and actually put our minds and money towards helping our using our own money to help ourselves out, um, I think we'd be a, a much much better off country. But you know, people hear that you know the the magical S word socialism, and and they they get all fucking up in arms about it. But it's like, listen, some of the greatest programs in America are considered socialist programs. Like Correct. they are, and I'm, I don't think socialism is like. I'm not a real big socialist, but when it comes to certain social programs, like, what the fuck? Fucking, you know, free schools for kids. You know, that's a socialist thing. You know, um, there's a bunch of, like, social security. Shit, it's in the fucking name. Like, who's against social security? Like, what person in America is against social security? It's something you pay. People are trying to convince you to not be into it, but it's the money yeah. that you paid into so you can fucking retire. You know? Or you can be like France and up the age and, like, watch your whole fucking country burn down. You know, there's a whole bunch of, whole bunch of, you know, just getting around town. These are so, these are social programs that do that. Your fucking, your tax dollars go towards infrastructure. You know, that's that's roads, electricity, fucking gas, all this other stuff. You know, uh, libraries, shit like that. Who's who's against libraries? You know, yeah. but but all of a sudden, when it comes to expanding to new social programs, everybody's pissed about it. And it's like, but meanwhile, they're fine with like wasting it on bullshit. Yeah. And here's the other thing that's so funny to me. Almost any nonpartisan, uh, you know, institute will confirm the, the fact that there's always positive ROI long term on infrastructure shit. Yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's just always building new bridges, 
buildings, high-speed internet, any type of infrastructure, it pays for itself in somewhere in the next five to ten to fifteen years, and then and then some in terms of the the ROI. It's it's crazy to be against it, you know. Anyway, <sighs> this country. <laughs> yeah, it's great, but also kind of terrible. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're doing our our best in air quotes. If you're if you're not watching the live stream, we're doing our best. Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, and and you meant you mentioned France. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> there, it doesn't get much U.S. attention media wise, and that is what it is. France. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. Literally, their president Mar- Macron, uh, Macron, maybe the Macron? N is pronounced. You can just put Mar- the ha ha on there if you want. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. <laughs> he he did some shit. It seems like he did it very unilaterally to up the uh, retirement age for everybody uh, by two years. And they were like, "Well, how do you like uh, the smell of garbage and your train's not running <laughs> and uh, burning uh, effigies to you right out, fr- out front in, in front of Parliament or whatever? You're basically your White House. Oh, you like that? Okay, we're going to do that until you back the fuck down. Um, this shit is not ending anytime soon, and uh, we shall see. But there's a whole lot of." Mass protests, mass strikes going on in that country, and uh, yeah, I think they're going to one way or another fucking win. <laughs> I mean, this is like literally the wrong time in history to be against workers' rights. Like, I, there's been other obvious, you know, workers' revolutions in the past, but right now is like people are just teetering on the edge for a mm. lot of countries, <laughs> including America. I mean, yep. you, you're seeing, you know, record low. You know, unemployment, but also you're also seeing fucking incredible amounts of layoffs through throughout a whole bunch of corporations. And on the, on the same side, you're seeing you know the Fed upping his interest rates. And one of their goals, which is what the guy said, is to to like have more unemployment to like ease uh, inflation because they don't want to have people to have so much money that the prices of everything goes up. But it's like that that's kind of the the wrong way to go, man. I mean, people need to work. You know, and we have a homeless problem already in America, and I think a lot of people they just they they kind of they only count you as being unemployed if you're getting paid unemployment. Yeah. And it's getting to a certain point to where you keep laying off. I mean, look at uh, Facebook; they're laying off another eight thousand people. I think Amazon just uh, announced another eleven thousand people. I hope that you know other co- other corporations can absorb those people. But it's like we're not; our economy is not okay. Like, it's not. I mean, you can see it with your own eyes. If you if you live in any major, you know, city or anywhere near a major city, you pass through the major city, you you see the cracks forming. And they've been there for a long time. It's been exacerbated since since COVID. But I mean, if if, if you haven't seen a large tent city in your major city, then you're fucking lucky. Yeah, absolutely correct. Um, and I, again, I'll point out something that I've mentioned a billion times on here. This country, over the course of two and a half years, lost over a million plus citizens. Yeah, that probably accounts for the fucking <laughs> the low unemployment. That's fucking dark. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's dark. It, it is what it is. All right, old ninja, we got to lighten it up a little bit. So with, take us with to some deaths. deaths. Yeah, tell yeah. Us about how are you going to lighten it up with more deaths? This is a bad one too. <laughs> I know the, I know one of them is going to be real bad. Yeah, keep let's uh, bring it all home. Let's do it. Come on. 
Alright, we're gonna pour out some of this uh, uh St. Ides this week. Uh we're gonna start with uh Bobby Caldwell. Damn this one was uh this one wasn't it was kinda under the radar because I I guess a lot of people didn't know his like legacy or his or even they know his songs but not his name. But what were his songs? So he was a jazz, soul, R and B and adult contemporary singer. Uh he had a four decade four decade career. Uh his, what hit were his single, songs on Ninja. He What You Won't Do for Love, which was there a we huge go. Thank you. And uh I got more for you. Uh he's been sampled by hip hop artists throughout the decades. Decades. Uh the track Open Your Eyes from his second album Cat in the Hat was written by Jay Dilla on Commons The Light. Uh, from his 2000 album, Like Water for Chocolate, he wrote songs for other artists, or Caldwell wrote songs for other artists, uh, like the number one single, The Next Time I Fall, for Amy Grant and Peter Citra, or Satira. Uh, he would go on to write songs for Roy Ayer, Chicago, Natalie Cole, Neil Diamond, Roberta Flack, and Al Jarreau, and uh, Boz Skaggs. Uh, he, used to play rhythm, he used to play rhythm guitar for the late, great Little Richard. In the early 70s, uh, when he signed to TK Records in the late 70s, the T- TK had like a notoriety for being a mainly R&B label popular among African-American listeners. So the executives at the label wanted to conceal the fact that he was white. So on his album cover, his album covers in a silhouette. It doesn't show his yep. face. It shows what he wrote, what he wore. He wore a signature fedora. Uh, when he toured with Natalie Cole to support his album, the audiences, when they saw him, didn't know he was black. And so they were surprised to see a white guy come out with and play on the piano these ballads. Uh, his second album, Carry On, Caldwell play all the instruments on the album. He also produced it and helped arrange mixing and arrangement on the album. Uh, his music is continually, continually being sampled, even illegally, such as the case with Lil Nas X. Uh, for the past five years, he couldn't walk due to neuropathy, and it's been it's being reported that the toxic effects of chloroquinolis, according to his wife, is what led to his condition. Uh, he died at the age of seventy-one. Damn. I feel like he's like uh like Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, oh, yeah. very, very, very <laughs> much. So. Black too. <laughs> yeah, but well, they, so on, they kept forgetting. The thing about Michael McDonald is that he came from a very famous family that also had hit albums. <laughs> he just split off, and then he became part of the black community, even though he's <laughs> so. I mean, he's he literally he's been on stage with some of the biggest African American artists in like musical history or contemporary history. Oh, shit, he's so, still alive. Yeah, McDonald hasn't died not yet. You you'll know when he passes. <laughs> the, the thing- uh, just real quick, old ninja. The thing that's always fascinating to me, just like every other aspect of uh, life in America or whatever, it was so fucking segregated. Like even <laughs> incredible music that everybody pretty much could love, it's just like, well, are we going to play this on the white stations or the black stations? Who's our audience? And you know that whole aspect of it. Even in our early, like when we were kids, to a certain extent, it was obviously lessening a lot, but. Seg- the segregation of American music has a long ass fucking history, and I give props to folks who are able to not only bridge that or overcome that or 
you know, sell records to, you know, black audiences or white audiences because it wasn't fucking easy. I think they wanted oh, to no. keep it separated. Honestly, oh, yeah. I, think, I think the main thing, because if you look at historically, like even today, like we're, we're a more segregated society today than we were back then. And that's a lot of yeah. for most of the most of the U.S. Um, I mean, which I is crazy. Still, I can still go to public restroom and not be chased out by a mob here in California. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so but I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, and like finishing my point, uh, I think the main thing that changed with like music, especially, is because uh, you know technology, like like radio, and then you know TV, um, and then you had the internet. That that's that's what mostly changed. You know how people consumed music. Because you couldn't, you can no longer have, you know, kind of like a white only station. I mean, like, look at, if you want to watch a really cool thing, yes, I think it was Sting. Was it Sting or fucking... David Bowie. David Bowie, that's who it was, you know what I'm talking about. David Bowie, he was on MTV, and he was like, why aren't you playing, you know, black artists in the daytime on this, on this? And and I think it was Kurt Loder that was trying to, like, explain, like, why Mm -hmm. they weren't doing it. And he's like... Sting was just like, or sorry, David Bowie was like, he was baffled. He's like, "What are you talking about? Like, 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 show them like black artists in the daytime. Like, stop, stop pandering to white people in the Midwest. That's not the vast majority of your audience. The vast majority yeah. of your audience is like, there are other people. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, according to some of the executives, apparently, it, they knew their demographic back then. They knew who was tuning in, it, and if it was Middle America, it was. There's a very good um, example uh, when Circus of the Stars was on back in the 90s. And one of the actresses from 90210 talks about her act and how she did her act with uh, uh, Alfonso Rivera. Mm. And in, during they were showing what they would do. They would show some of the practices. And one of them, she practiced, she hugged, she hugged him. And an executive from CBS, this is in the 90s, mm. said, hey, uh, when you're done, don't hug him. She's like, why? Why can't I hug him? He's like, there to catch me, kind of. And they're like, well, he literally says Middle America is not going to like that. Yeah, but middle, that's like our core audience. That's the that thing, is, is that, core, no, that's the problem. Though, is that Middle America is not anybody's core audience. Middle America is fucking empty. It's <laughs> fucking empty. To, like I don't understand. Like guy, the demo- he had demographics. No, He's but it's like, not. Hey. That's what I'm saying, though. The middle of America is basically fucking empty. Mm. Like the most people live on the fucking coast. Yes, you know, you have a, a, a good portion, like some people that live, you know, in Chicago and Detroit, but most people live on the fucking coast. And so for people to sit there and try to like, you know, mansplain or whatever splain that we need to have our core audience is, is the Midwest, nobody fucking lives in the Midwest. So his, I think what he probably, well, what they were Shout out to the Midwest, alluding though. to, <laughs> I think what he was alluding to is like literally... <laughs> What is known as the Bible Belt? Yeah, but again, that was their audience. There's very. I mean, few, Bible, I'm just. I'm those people. I'm are, facts. Those are seventy million people. But I'm spitting seventy, million, million, 70 million people out of three hundred thirty million people. Three hundred fifty million. Okay. Yeah. So, like, why are why are people really going for this audience? They want like, that. They want those numbers. No, like, it's the, because those are not the numbers. Like, look what happened when you know. Once the audience, once it started going towards a larger audience, it's, you know, how did MTV blow up? Did it blow up from, you know, playing mainly towards white people? Michael fucking Jackson. Mm, true. True. Well, let's, let's be yeah, real. Now, he, 
he is he is he is a Midwesterner though. He is a Midwesterner. He's straight from Minnesota. He got a bunch of kids, siblings too, so you know. They yeah, all got who beat. were big in the sixties. They all got beat though. And, and, they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they bad. called him by his first name too. Ah, <laughs> uh, dang. Uh, as a prodigy alluded to earlier, I pointed out like one of the Pointer sisters had passed a, a, like a month or so ago. We talked, I talked about her in the RIPs, and uh, there's a video of them being invited to a very popular um, late night talk show host. I think I, I don't remember if it was John, I don't think it was Johnny Carson, but on the show, they were like the first African American women to be on the show. They performed country music live on that show and people were some people were like astounded even though i guess they didn't know that they were black females but they were <laughs> doing really well on weird. the they're doing really well in the country charts so, so ken burns had an awesome pbs documentary series it's really fucking long yeah, yeah, but but i was just gonna say this country music has a whole lot of fucking early black ass artists oh yeah no, i mean black folks have black. made incredible contributions to country music you won't hear a whole lot about it but country doesn't have to be as, as white as it is and no. it's slowly changing now but it's very manufactured the over representation of white artists in country oh yeah that out there. especially recently i mean country's changed I mean, a lot it's been decades, you know since yeah in the last decades it's, yeah. no it's been probably almost a century to be real honest, well, about, I don't know. I've, you've been around, yeah. I haven't. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it was way different. Like, early, yeah, even like early nineteen hundreds. Even yeah, it's been there's some very deep South country, like the even the whole banjo thing. That was there's black folks doing that too. Tell us about your friend Josiah uh, from nineteen eighteen. It's <laughs> it's Obadiah. Oh, <laughs> He passed a while ago. Uh, moving on. <laughs> we, we, even though there's only three of us, we can still go three hours. But, yes. uh, uh, next up on my list is Tom Sizemore. Uh, he was one of Hollywood's, uh, I guess, bad boy tops types. Uh, he had a lot of roles. Did you call him a top? No, top? bad boy types, not a top. I highly doubt he was a top. I, top. Said, no, was a, I, I heard top. That's, he's that's, top. Probably heard about? what he Probably heard what he wanted to hear. He heard what he, he, heard what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, he's in notable films such as Passenger 57, True Romance, Strange Days, Saving Private Ryan, and Black Hawk Down. Uh, he was overshadowed at times by his problems with substance abuse and the law. Uh, he even had a Golden Globe nomination for his TV role in the Witness Protection film. Uh, however, his abuse of drugs and alcohol landed him in jail, and it's still... He was documented in three different TV series about his recovery with alcohol and drug abuse, such as Shooting Sizemore, Delivery Rehab with Dr. Drew, Delivery Rehab Presents Sober House. Uh, he was addicted to meth and heroin. Uh, Damn, I, he had had a joke. A, I thank God I didn't say it. <laughs> there was his torrid affair, or his, a, uh, I guess his affair, torrid, livid, uh, whatever you want to call it, his affair with famous Hollywood sex madam Heidi Fleiss. Uh, he had a sex tape scandal with Vivid Entertainment where they released a film with him having sex with several women against his wishes. Uh, even though despite all these scandals, he had a master's degree from Temple oh, University. Oh, can you rewind just a little bit? How, how do you... Yeah. 
I, I don't with, understand that. Doesn't against work. his wishes or their wishes? Against his wishes. They acquired the tape and they put oh. their, after their distribution on it and made money off of him fucking all these chicks. So, okay. So he, ended, so he sued them due to this. Thing. Did he win? Uh, actually, I don't know. I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I mean, he, he won by fucking much chicks, obviously. but He did, including Heidi Fleiss, who <laughs> I don't think is very attractive, but that's just me. Uh, he had a huge resume of films. Uh, he was also in uh, video games such as uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, uh, as Sonny Fiori, uh, Sonny Forelli. Saw about Tony. <laughs> uh, he's also in films like Bringing Out the Dead and Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, he had a rock and roll band called Day Eight on uh, February 18th of this year. He suffered an aneurysm and was in a vegetative state for a month. Damn. On uh, the twentieth of February, he was pronounced. Uh, oh, he's he was on a vegetative state until the twenty eighth. They unplugged him on the twenty eighth. On the third, he passed. Uh, he was sixty one. He has three movies coming out this year alone. Damn. And then, last and not least, definitely not least, this one came as kind of a shocker. It was a uh, Lance Solomon Reddick. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous American actor, and he was a musician. Uh, most people will remember him from The Wire or Fringe, uh, Bosch, uh, and the John Wick franchise, which uh, the latest one comes out this weekend. He's also in two of the uh, Fallen series. I'm using air quotes, so like Angel Has Fallen. He's in one of those. He's in two of them, actually. Uh, he's in Lost for a, a couple of seasons. He plays Albert Wesker in Prodigy's favorite Resident Evil, which apparently on Netflix, which I heard was really shitty. Uh, he's in Quantum Break, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, and Horizon Zero Dawn. And he is most famously probably Commander Zavala in the Destiny franchise. Yep, yep. Uh, he actually had a uh, master's degree in music. Hmm. Uh, he attended Yale School of Drama in the early 90s. He received a master in also in fine arts. Uh it was just very strange because he apparently he died suddenly. It's being reported that he died of natural causes, but there's been, according to police, but a lot of people are not kind of buying it. Some people suspect it might be his prescription drugs, but uh, he passed on. Literally, there's the, his last picture that was posted. He's on his couch with his dog. Damn. This one hurt. Yeah, especially yeah. like oh. the, the day before he passed, actually hours before he passed. I think it was the day before, which is, which is also hours. Because that's how days work. Anyway, um, he was playing Destiny too. He was, yeah, which Destiny he's also in. Which is, uh, I didn't know he was an actual gamer. Because you know, a lot of you know people lend their voices to games, and they don't fucking play the games. But when I say he's a gamer, he put over fourteen thousand hours in on Destiny mm-hmm. two. And for de- for you Destiny players, he was a warlock main. Yeah, which is so base. very weird. That's, that's my main too. Yeah, he's he was. It's funny because he in the game, he is the voice of the Titan Vanguard, but yet he played the game as a warlock. And there's a story that was out there about from one of the developers when uh, he hit them up. He said, "Hey, I, I haven't played a raid yet. I want to play a raid." So the developer was looking for friends and people from the community to join them and Lance in the raid. They played the um, uh, Wrath of the Machine raid, which is the the last raid from Destiny One. And they completed the raid. They said they spent like two hours on the raid, but because of Lance's antics, they're about to fail. But he saved the team, and they were able to finish the event. That's awesome. Very awesome. Uh, very awesome story. So, 
Lance had uh, a couple of projects in the works, so he got cast as Zeus in the Percy Jackson and the Olympians reboot series. Or because yeah. it was a movie, it's a series on Disney Plus. He plays Zeus, which will apparently be out in the next year or so. Uh, he's also in—I didn't know—I forgot that this was in development. There's a Hellboy game where he is a voice. Uh, he's a voice in the game. I don't know if he voices Hellboy himself, but uh, it's the game is called Hellboy Web of Word, a weird word. W Y R D. So he died at the age of sixty, which is actually relatively very young. Yeah, for some. Who appears to be in pretty good health. I mean, but we don't know his life like that. We don't know if he was like suffering from any heart diseases or anything like that, or if he took medication. It's still unknown at this time, but it was still a pretty big loss for the gaming community and even uh, Hollywood itself because he's being remembered all over the place by hundreds of stars, including Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane and just a ton of people. There's just list and list of people. So he's, this one, he will be missed. He's got one of those like really pro- prolific voices, like the way that he, it's not, he's, he has a very serious voice. And, you know, when, once you hear his voice, you can like recognize him in like basically anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Silence in um, Horizon Zero Dawn. And I was hoping, because like obviously there's going to be another one. Um, and it, without him in it, like, I don't know. I, I think the, the game is they're losing, a, 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 obviously, the world. Is losing a person, um, but in this game in particular, they're going to they're gonna lose a significant character um, in the game. That's it's just it's fucking sad, you know. It's also anytime anybody dies, you know, it's it, it's sad. But you know, this guy to have, you know, he, he didn't appear to be, you know, sick at all. He just seemed to be like kind of out of nowhere, which is just you, you never know, you know, when when that's it, you know, so. Um, so did any of you watch The Legend of Vox Mahina? I watched uh, part of it. So yeah. I watched the first season. So he's in that series as well. He's the he's the voice of the king. The king yeah. of the realm. Yeah. He's the voice in that show. So it's uh, very sad to hear. Cause he's, he's in Rick and Morty, too. He yep. is in Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. couple. So did you know he's in Castlevania? Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He was. He's in three so and he's, four. A, he's a huge resume of like, just but then live action as well and some of them are big projects so. i think he i think if i'm not mistaken he was in american horror story as papa legba and uh, he is Baba legba he is oh, in the whole makeup and shit. Yeah, yeah that's him so yeah r.i.p to him man that that was a rough one because he was just oh. so good so if you want to see like a, a little gem that you most people probably don't know it's out there because he's really good in this role even though it's a very small role if you watch tron uprising on disney plus he's the voice of cutler on the show tron <laughs> uprising is very very uh surprisingly good like show it has an all-star voice cast like including him on there so like it has um uh what's his name frodo uh uh fuck. what's his name why can't yeah. I, i'm blanking on his name but Frodo. He's always going to be Frodo, man. Yeah, he's on there. Mandy Moore is on there. Uh, Lance, uh, the other Lance is on there. Lance Henderson, he's on there as well. So cool. there's a ton of people on that show. But it's a very good show, even though it's on like two seasons. So. Yeah, man. RIP to him. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. 
I want to ask uh, you guys, have you seen this wild-ass fucking Donald Glover Amazon series Swarm? So No. It's crazy. But so- I, I was going to say really quick before you start, the chat, our chat, our live chat here started off with Swarm. Yeah. People were already asking about Swarm when we started. So. so I had early access to it actually before it came out, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. It seemed interesting, but I had like my life right now wasn't great, so um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. And then today I was going to try to watch it, but uh, work was was kind of busy for me. So I'm, I'm going to watch it, hopefully in the next couple of days, because I'm very interested to see um, the dark side of the the Bayhive. Okay, so let me say this: I'm not going to spoil shit. You should certainly fucking watch it. It is categorically the most confusing show I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And I watch B-rated horror and weird anime all the time. This is out there weird. There's there's shit that happens that you can't... I'm not going to say you can't. I couldn't orient myself in terms of what's real, what's not, whose perspective is this in. I can't put it in a category in terms of some of it could be seen as dark comedy. Some of it's light horror thriller. And other other scenes are just fucking weird. I've seen two fucking episodes. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I didn't look at my phone the entire time. But I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, <laughs> I'm not even saying I like it, love it, or hate it yet. I'm just saying it's fucking weird and interesting and frustrating at the same fucking time and confusing. I need y'all to check it out because I gotta have somebody else to fucking talk to about this shit. I watched it with Mishka and she's fucking we're both fucking confused. There's no you know how in like um, fucking uh, uh, what was that one movie with the coin where they flip it at the end to see if it what's real and what's not with the dreams. It's not a coin. Oh, Inception. Inception. Yeah. It, it was at the top. Yeah, there you go. The top, yeah, they, you, here you go talking about tops again. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to get around it, bitch. I know, right? Somebody I'm was watching. I don't know. You know Somebody I mean? was watching something before they came <laughs> like, like, you know, Not the pointy thing on the end and you know. <laughs> That's almost a... But just how, like, with that movie, there's a lot of information, and with that one, you have... There's some struggles about what's real and what's not. This one goes uh, 80% what the fuck is real and what ain't, and some shit is just illogical. But I'm I'm along for the fucking ride. Watch this shit so I can fucking talk to you about it, because you're going to feel strongly. I don't know if you're going to like it. I'm not necessarily recommending it, but watch it. <laughs> it's like it has like kind of a lost vibe. Remember Lost back in the day? Yeah, Lost, lost like, was like my watching. Yeah, Lost was Lost was wild. I had the first two seasons of Lost on guess this DVD. Y'all remember DVDs? <laughs> yeah, I remember VHS or Betamax. Oh, that name. Betas. <laughs> oh, Ninja remembers drawings in caves. Mm-hmm. I do. Stick figures. So, what did you use for those drawings in case? Did you? Did, there's no chalk. Was it blood or shit yeah, you, or? You, you use a smaller rock. All right. All right. You just start etching the rock. I mean, you had nothing else to do. We have TVs. No, you just find you know, like usually wet wax are really smooth. 
they slip out of your hands, so you find a really rugged one, so your fingers okay. rip and start etching in. I mean, you, you ain't were, going nowhere. <laughs> you were in guano, though, weren't you? <laughs> what? No, they, that's that's a you people thing. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Kronos, did you? I don't think Old Ninja did. Did you happen to check out any fucking cyberpunk edge runners yet? I haven't yet, man. I, like I said, by I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to get my my bearings still. Um, I have not. I caught up on a lot of comics. Is what I okay. did over the past week. And let me just hold on. Give me a second. He's he's gonna quantify this for the visual. I'm gonna quantify. Oh. This is the past like that is a three, maybe four days. I don't know. So I'm catching up. That's <laughs> it's a lot. That's good. Yeah, and I've been catching up on. I've read some books, listened to some podcasts, so. And trying to stay in shape. Yeah, no, I, it's it's on the list, man. I, I need to need to do it. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, I can catch up on. Uh, you know, watch at least some Edge Runner. Um, I was confused. So I try to slot in times for um, TV shows, at least that uh, that I know just me is going to watch. And you yeah. know, Attack on Titan was one, but they started a new season, but it was basically just like an OVA so far because it was like an hour long episode. And I was like, well, "Where's the rest, bitch? Like, what the fuck? Fucking refresh." <laughs> Um, I ain't getting shit now that they put out no more. So, yeah, that's kind of disappointing. But I did fucking love that hour-long episode oh, with, yeah. with, uh, and obviously you've seen it. And we're we're all okay. Yeah. What? No, uh, what I have not seen it. But go ahead. Okay, my, my girl, uh, Hong Hang. How do you pronounce it? Hong Hong I think it's Hong Yeah. Hange. Okay. Man. I, I just, she was so fucking. She's a real one with that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? First, first of all, hold on, we gotta back up. The goddamn rumbling, fucking Eric Eggers <laughs> just like he he just said fuck the entire fucking planet. I'm unleashing it. Titan's just gonna wreck shit. There's nothing you can do to prevent this. It's happening, and the entire world is just at his mercy. I like, like how they made the the rumbling feel like it, it sounds very gentle, but it is it's not it's not gentle. It's the very opposite no. of gentle. No, and the terror in this shit, where you're just like, oh, what's that fog in the hori- at the horizon? Uh, you know, or when they were at sea and they were like, we have our most powerful battleships pointing our most powerful rounds of munition over. It didn't matter. None of that matters. None of it <laughs> at all. The rumbling is coming, and it's just not going to fucking stop. And it's fast, too. You see it in the distance, and then all of a sudden, it's right upon you. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, that is not what I was... When they said the rumbling, um, I sort of got a gist of it, like, at the end of the last final, final, final season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, seeing the rumbling in action is just like, oh, okay, that's, like... That's just, like, instant death. And um, yep. you don't really have... There's no recourse... There's no fighting it. There's no nothing except for just death. You can run if you have something faster than them, hopefully. But uh, that's about it. Uh, People die in horrific ways. And everybody, babies, fucking fathers, mothers, you know, everybody. They they don't give a fuck. Everything gets fucking dead. Animals, (laughs) doesn't matter. Um, unalived 
And the amount of destruction from just them fucking walk, walking. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? F- from a building burning down, because there's a lot of heat, there's a lot of fucking steam, and then there's a lot of fucking earthquake ash pressure from each fucking walk or step that they fucking take. Um, there's very few planes in this world. There's a few, but there's very few. You know what I mean? Unless you're in a powerful country's military or something. Yeah, and- they have weapons. Yeah, they do have some Zeppelins. They still, most people are country bumpkins who call the fucking planes. What do they call them? Air, air, airships. Yeah, they're like the airboat. They're like the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Midwest. I'm just fucking. I'm fucking with you. All right. If you have internet right now, if cow didn't step on your fucking internet line, you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm just fucking with you right now. Oh man, yeah. Matt, Joe, Becky, my people. <laughs> they live in the Midwest. All right. My my, uh-huh. my daughter was in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. She's good people. <laughs> Everybody <Wow>. else. Everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. <laughs> He's oh, like, damn. what the fuck? He's in the Midwest. There you go. He's in Chicago, which is, I consider the Midwest, sort of. It's yeah. a major city in the Midwest, but... No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said Chicago's big man right now. <laughs> I mean, Chicago, home of a juicy smoothie. I mean, you gotta listen to the, you gotta listen to the the earlier part of the podcast when I was talking shit about the Midwest. But it's it's <laughs> only like when I was talking about like most of the Midwest is fucking empty, and I, I specifically said Chicago and Detroit, like those areas are not empty, but most of like the the center of the country is is basically empty. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Patrick has internet. <laughs> God damn. Hold on. Now he's trying to gloat. The capital of the Midwest, third largest city in the nation. All right. Ooh, all right. I wonder what the Smurfs capital is right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, now I'm just fucking shitposting. My, my, my favorite thing that is truthful about Chicago, look at that population since the 1950s census. It's just gone down and down and down. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's not their fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can, have over four people. people are from the Midwest, if you're still listening. I mean, look at fucking San Francisco right now. Like, they're pretty fucked. And I think that San Francisco has a, a good chance of going the same way as Detroit, especially Detroit. We'll in see. like some other industri- industrial, Chicago is it's gone down a little bit, but um, I think that you know industrial cities, SF can go the same way for the same exact fucking reasons. I don't see, I don't see San Francisco losing fifty percent of their population over the course of four decades. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. I, I don't, we will I mean, see. I mean, if there's an earthquake, yeah, San Francisco's <laughs> in a death spiral, man. I, I we will see. Uh, bring this up, bring this up. You know, forty years from now, but fifty <laughs> percent no, is a lot. The only reason why I'm saying is it, I'm saying this because of like literally technical reasons. Okay, because um, before uh, Silicon Valley, even like during like the the Silicon, this is the problem that people don't really understand about San Francisco. Okay, because if you don't live in California or really specifically in the Bay Area, that people assume that San Francisco is part of Silicon Valley. It's fucking not. Not at all. And San Francisco didn't really start getting big until like after the Silicon Valley Valley boom. And that's when, you know, Twitter and a bunch of other like really major um, tech companies decided to move there. 
And that's when they saw like the big, the 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 major boom. And that's when you got to. Well, that's when you see. That's when you started to see like the the major uh, hike in rent and um, housing prices was after the Silicon Valley boom. So it was like in the early two thousands when you started to see that. Um, but the problem is, is that a lot of those companies are letting those leases go if they haven't already. And some of the most, like a lot of those companies, they're, they're still in those leases, and they're just. And this is one of the things that people don't understand if you're not from a major city is that when a major company like leaves a city, like it devastates that city because it's not just a major company. It's all everything around it. It's the fucking restaurants. It's the fucking places where people hang out. It's the nightlife. All that shit goes because those people that used to hang out after work and get their lunches and all that shit like that's revenue to the city. Plus, you're missing the revenue from those major corporations paying, you know, uh, corporate taxes um, for their real estate. And I don't have really high hopes for, unless there's a huge change in San Francisco, um, for them, like, being the same for a long time. I, I hear you. I'm not disputing some of that history. I think San Francisco has found a creative way historically because again they've been around for so many so many decades or hundreds of years almost um of reinventing themselves quite a few times that that's been surprising but we but we shall see we shall see we shall see they they have issues ahead of them and i think they're 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 gonna be in a tight spot especially with the the new thing with the uh the homelessness thing and the, the, the drug thing. And it's like, that's, it's hard. That's like, and that's both, uh, Oakland and San Francisco, but I think San Francisco even more, you know? Uh, yeah. Look, I worked, I worked there for years. I, I'm not saying it's some perfect place at all. Anyway, sorry. We, we went all way down the list. Yeah, we did. And I, <laughs> I, I missed actually going to the city, especially during this every week. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah a lot of shit to do, yeah. but it's funny that Curtis mentions all those businesses. Cause there's, there's a lot. Because Twitch is, down, is literally downtown San Francisco, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Pandora's in Oakland because we've been there. Salesforce.com, yeah. fucking IGN. Uh, uh, IGN is downtown. There's, yeah, CB- there's a lot. So CB- CBS Interactive is literally two blocks away from IGN. Yep. <laughs> Ubis- isn't Ubisoft there too? Uh, they, they have a San Francisco office. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Sega of America is down is yep. near off of market. Um, Sony, Sony has an office, a big office in San Francisco. There's a lot of shit up there. Yeah. Anyway, so we yeah, still- that's my I shit on California a bit. There you go, Midwest. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my goodness. Where where uh, were we? Where yeah, I'm just saying, I, I, Midwest. If you hate me, I just want you to recognize. That if you drive down here and try to kill me, gas prices get more and more expensive the closer you get to me. So how about that? Just, just, just you know, budget your shit. There you go. Um, I, uh, I will wait until some more folks actually get on it. Even though it's an older anime, it did win. Uh, that Edge Runners did win Anime of the Year, I think, according to Crunchyroll. I fucking see why. <laughs> we were talking about Edge Runners, but then it went to Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, Ed Runners is a shit. Attack on Titan. I I like that fucking one hour episode. The goddamn 
uh, titans that Aaron has fucking unleashed. These wall titans, it, they're just fucking scary, man. And and the biggest thing that I will say about this sh- this series, it has no problem with like young kids, pregnant women, elderly, mentally disabled, whoever the fuck you they are, should, you're gonna die. They could rename this entire series War Crimes. Yeah, and exactly. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> All the way around, just war crime after war crime, and yeah, it it is what it is. They they got one black character. <laughs> oh, why are you yeah. black? <laughs> I mean, I it's, it's Japan, though. So, like, if, if if I think if the average Japanese person saw a black person, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that like in person. Yeah, you know, they got one. Uh, it's it, it's a great series. I still fucking love it, and. <laughs> I don't. Are they coming out with episodes weekly from now on? Or I don't know. Nope. I don't nope, fucking you're know. Not, you're not going to see nothing until like August. You're not. You're not going to see nothing until it's the final, 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 for real, final season. <laughs> <laughs> not the that big. too. That too. All right. Let Let me do a little bit of fucking uh, praise and shit. Goddamn, uh, Capcom got another motherfucking masterpiece on their hands, according to all these uh, early reviews and shit. Resident Evil 4 Remake is getting nines and fucking ten, nine point fives and fucking tens and shit. Like, this one looks like it's already, again, not released quite yet for the uh, normal players and whatnot, so we'll see what they say. Resident Evil 4? Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, honestly... Y'all know I'm not a fan of, first of all, horror games. Like in general, I'm just I'm not a fan of horror games or horror movies. Like I'm just not. It's not my thing. Um, and I'm not a fan of Resident Evil in particular because I played Resident Evil back when it was the first one on the PlayStation. <laughs> There's no numbers after it. Right? And I was like, why can't I move and shoot at the same time? And I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. And they didn't fix that shit for a long time. But apparently these remakes, you can do that. So I'm like, all right, that's a huge checkbox for me. <laughs> and, and they seem, honestly, um, they seem pretty good. Uh, I've been watching all the uh, all the reviews, watching gameplay, and they, they, they look pretty good. Like, they, they fixed the, the main issues that I, that I had a problem with. They didn't fix the, the fucking weird-ass Japanese, like, storyline thing, which is a thing. <laughs> So the story is so weird and convoluted; it's never going to get fixed, ever, <laughs> ever. That oh. shit gets more twisted. The the only one that had like the most streamlined was probably part five. That has like the less, the least amount of fucking side bullshit in it. But everything else is fucking super convoluted. Which is fine. It's oh. fine. I mean, I grew up on Japanese video games. One of, one of my favorite games of all time is a Japanese game. So. And and here's the thing too, they they lean all the way the fuck in on the weird supernatural shit, like uh, especially in Biohazard and Village. Seven. Oh, seven and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just some weird fucking shit. Like it's always been a zombie franchise, and then all of a sudden you got big titty vampire lady. You know, I, I still have yet to play seven or eight, so I think I'm just gonna abandon my second playthrough of part two or restart it. And just start playing three, because probably gonna get three, four, and then start playing seven. Because <laughs> I already beat five and six. Like I beat the brakes off of those. So two, two is better than three. Yeah, three is, I, yeah, three, three is so good. Three short. I get it. I get it. But I, I still own it. 
I still yes. want to play it. I never really, I never got to finish it when it first came out, and I know that they revamped Jill because Jill looks his Latina now. <laughs> so, uh, I still plan on playing it. I have it literally sitting like right. Oh no, I have a digital. I have part two sitting here. So, oh. and then part three also had a, a multiplayer component, like the little survival it was, thing. It was shit though. It was truly so, shit here multiplayer. So Everybody. I mean, I can always try it. I bought the game. I bought it for like thirty bucks. So I, I want y'all to know though the 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 pervy fucking side of me, man. I saw on fucking Twitter today. I'll send it to y'all after this. Uh, I don't know if I want it. Thick, <laughs> it, thick as Jill uh, uh, Jill Valentine from uh, Resident Evil uh, Three Remake Ooh. in like fucking um, panties and fucking push up and whatnot, just running from the monster and shit. I was like, God damn, this <laughs> my shit. And it was oh, wait. hold on, is it a, is it a mod? Yeah, but it was okay. beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Jenny Mod? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your race. Oh, that Jenny Mod. I was like, that shit had Prodigy fucked up. He never even heard of it. Weeks. And he was talking mad shit. He literally tried it like within 15 minutes of us ending the cast. He was like, did you see this? Did you see this? Dude, what is this? You don't think about this to my dude. Just stop. Stop and go to bed. But no, the whole weekend he went through this huge rabbit hole. By Monday, his eyes were all red and shit. He's all his eyes weren't red; they were literally pixels. That rabbit hole, man. Oh boy, What was that shit you sent me, old ninja? Where uh, fucking Bioshock Infinite had? Oh like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was the first one. It had the models that that they used for the Overwatch horn. Uh, uh, That's why Overwatch came out when it was announced. It came out so fast because people already had like stuff already. They were passing to each other in the modding community. They already had the the uh, mechanics. Just put the skins on them. Added, just literally changed the sliders on the titty physics, and then just went to town. That was Change the background most... and shit. It's wild. I'm going to take you back to 2016. That was the most amazing fucking time because it was one of those th- circumstances where before the game came out, you didn't really know who the fuck Widowmaker was or fucking uh, any of the uh, Soldier 76. Any you of these guys. though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we kept thinking, I think we even talked about it on this goddamn show. We were like, damn, is Blizzard going to do anything about this? Not that they could stop it once it... it Started going. Oh, what do you want to? That's fucking free advertisement. Exactly. Yeah. They're busy trying to make sure their game their game ran on all those systems. Thank you. Yeah, fuck. man. That shit was wild. And if that's how I learned who fucking Mercy was, because she was gobbling fucking knobs and shit and healing healing fucking balls and assholes while fucking <laughs> and shit. That shit was wild. I loved it. Shout out to old school Overwatch before it dropped, man. That shit was beautiful. All right. Uh, uh, hold on. Oh, I was gonna say something. Oh, well, we, we were talking about the that whole mm-hmm. thing about like porn and shit. Um, I'm gonna segue a little bit because today we had the Unreal uh, conference for I think it was for GDC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's GDC season. Yeah, so GDC yeah. was today. Um, I think it's for the next couple days. Yeah, um, it usually goes until Sunday. Yeah. And honestly, it was really cool. So I'm a, I've been a, a huge Unreal fan since like the first Unreal. 
Um, I've been playing Unreal since the first one, like I said. Um, and it was like one of the first games. It, it literally defined or redefined a genre because before Unreal, there was like really no semi-open world um, FPSs at all. Like, in, in, like for me, when I was playing it, when when you first got off, like the sh you were like a prisoner on a ship, and then it crash lands, and you get off the ship, and then all of a sudden everything's all open, and you're just like, holy shit! And then they opened up the uh, you know the multiplayer, then the Unreal tournaments, and it was just, it was fucking amazing. Like the Unreal does not get enough accolades. I think the main reason why it doesn't is because they haven't released a, a real fucking game since tw 2007. They had mm -hmm. one that released. Oh, I have that, was, that one. Yeah, there was, <laughs> it was Unreal Three, I think it was. And that was on consoles as well. But there was one that was released in 2014, but it was uh, it was only on uh, PC and Linux. And it was just like, it wasn't really a, a, it was sort of a new game, but not really. They didn't make another one. Anyway, what the Un what Unreal is for people today is basically it's just an engine for mm -hmm. other games. And today they showed off a significant portion of their new technology and it's it looks really really good like all the new tech for the unreal engine 5 and like i didn't know that uh, one of the major upgrades for fortnite recently was going to unreal engine 5 mm -hmm. oh yeah you you know about that that I was a play fucking fortnite i'm an adult bitch i mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean but still i hate doing fortnite dances and shit like that no a little technological <laughs> thing because a lot of people are like this is going to change the game and it will it will most definitely. Well, it's going it. to change way more than that because if you watch the, the the GDC presentation, so apparently they're making a whole new. They call it uh, the Unreal. It's U E F F. I think it's called Unreal Engine for Fortnite. Is what it's called. Mm. And so apparently you can import the normal Unreal um, elements and all these tools into Fortnite. And make your make a whole new game out of it, and it looks really intuitive. It looks really amazing. Like they were showing how to do things on the fly in like high fidelity. It looked really, really fucking good. So I think that um, you're gonna see like a lot of cool games coming out um, with the Unreal Engine and the Fortnite engine coming out relatively shortly. Um, and what's really cool is that the Unreal Engine is free mm -hmm. um, for, the well, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> if you're an average person, it's free. All right. Um, if you're like a, a game studio, no, it's not free, obviously. But if you're an average person, it, it's, it's fucking free. And you can, you know, build your own game. And it, it, they, they did all this shit live and it looked really relatively easy to do to like make your own game. And if you need... They have like a whole new marketplace for the Unreal Engine where you can basically import all these things into your own game that just like fucking work. And I think it's going to be, hopefully, um, it'll be revolutionary to, to, to gaming. Um, but I also hope, God damn it, can you please make an, a fucking another Unreal game? Like seriously, <laughs> Epic, what are you doing? Please make a new it. Unreal game. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't, once in the last game outside of Fortnite that Epic has made. I mean, they made a bunch, but they just recently? know real games. What have they done recently? Are they mobile I, Well, games? if you're saying Epic, I mean, basically any game that's based on the Unreal Engine is an Epic game. Oh, that, yeah, but that's a shit ton of games. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, real quick, a slight caveat with the Unreal Engine. So, 
if you download the free version and you make a game and the game becomes successful, when you download the game, you have to agree that if your game becomes successful, you have to pay a percentage to Epic Games. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what your percentage is. It's not it's not huge, but you still got to pay them. Like it's free until you use it, and then also certain assets to your um, libraries. Uh, really popular ones, you got to pay for. You got to pay for certain assets to add to your engine, and then there's yes, a developer but, engine. But that's like that's like I think ten thousand bucks. That's for an, that. Person. That's entirely reasonable. To be honest I mean, with you. I I mean, uh, so uh, the other one, the other popular engine is that's also free is um, shit. I just had the Unity? name. I have, yes, Unity. I have a cop. I have an old version of Unity. Unity is the same way. Unity is free. It's a uh, uh, Linux-based or um, uh, engine. Also, they have the same kind of setup. If you have a the free version, it, it's fine. But if you make money off it, you got to pay Unity like a percentage. And then really expensive, like really hard to do assets or even effects. You got to buy it, and then uh, you can use it. It'll just add. It, it's really pretty intuitive. Usually, when you buy it, it literally just unlocks in your Windows. And you just click, literally click it and add it and fuck with it however you need to. So, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that uh, the business model. Honestly, like make it free until somebody else is making money and then get paid off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it honestly it uh, <clears throat> you, you can foster new talent for free, you know. And then if they get really good, then you can bring them in or you can still make money off of them. So I think it's I I, I like that business model to be honest. But yeah, it's, it, it seems very fair and very uh, developer friendly, you know. So it is. It's it's still a constant battle between people. Like, do you like the Unreal? I mean, Unreal is very very popular because apparently it's very easy to use and it's very powerful tools. And then <laughs> Unity is just as well. I mean, it's a little bit more robust, but it's still pretty fairly easy to use. I've used it. So, oh, um, go ahead, Prodigy. In in, in terms of engines i mean i remember people obviously advertising a whole lot like oh we got the unreal in four engine and then i've seen for going back to capcom stuff i've seen the re engine in a lot of their more recent games um are, are some of them derivative of each other or or basically yeah. like like copies in some ways or, or are no. they all truly unique some are unique so the re engine is unique to Capcom. That is their own, and they don't like, like, for what I know, they don't they don't license their shit out. They don't give it for free. They won't let other people use it. It's based on their stuff, their technology. The other really popular one at the time was the Frostbite engine, which yeah. is most famously used by EA and yeah. their subsidiaries. They also don't, they have like a similar version, but I know it's not as far as I know, Frostbite ain't fucking free. If you want it, you got even if you want like a light version, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, like one that has like certain aspects, ones that help you learn to code and build games. That's not free either. It's like you got to pay for that shit. Uh, what's the other popular one? There's so there's a fighting, there's a fighting game engine, uh, by Capcom that they also use. I don't know the actual name for it, but they they won't use that at all. They, that one you probably will never see in the open market. Um, mm. Uh, Lucasfilm, they had a, they had a, their own engine as well. I forgot what it was called. It started with an S, but they had their own uh, uh, engine. Like, oh, uh, Ubisoft, they have their own engine for um, 
for their Ghost Recon games. So. Does it? Didn't Hideo? What did Hideo use? Yeah, he had his own engine too, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of those, a lot of the unique ones are built in house from the ground up. Those Damn. take time, real good time. You got you got to build your own physics. You build your own physics in the world. You got to build your own objects. You got to build your own models, animation. Sometimes you can outsource animations from other um, other engines. There are certain engines that are specific to animation. Those will license out to companies, but sometimes some people build them in-house. It takes more time, more money. So, look, all I can titty physics and titty fucking ass shaking booty physics that are in the game. It has to be real and squishy. And this is where I fell, I fell off a little bit because we were talking about titties and shit and like <laughs> before. I was like, why am I bringing up the GDC shit? Anyway, there was a uh, really cool <laughs> thing that they did for um, the Unreal Engine. And it was called uh, Meta Meta Human, I think it was called. Pretty sure it was called Meta Human. So basically, they took uh, the actress from Senua uh, Hellblade Two, or in Hellblade, like the first one. Um, they had her do like a literally a live a video <clears throat> at GDC of her like doing like uh, a scripted like performance on screen where from a cell phone. And then somebody live there took that cell phone footage, uh, recorded it, uh, put it to their system, and then like manipulated it to like they basically made it so it was like, they were like all deep fakes oh, of like what she was doing with her face and what she was saying on different faces. And it was fucking amazing. That sounds fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah the, the, these deep fakes get dangerous. More oh, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I can't do. Oh, so Heresy Prodigy as a Fuda, it's definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> Titty physics and all. Yeah. That's who he is in, like, in games. Like he's literally like a big titty chick and Yeah, that's kinda true. You it's fight being, you know, and packing packing a whole lot of dick. So uh I think it was it's been like a year or two and I actually posted this on Twitter to Prodigy about uh an artist in unity using the animatronics or the using the animation to do titty physics and it's on youtube but it was posted on twitter like someone literally adjusting like there's just so many different variables that they would adjust live because what you can do in 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 um unity i don't know about unreal but like you can run the game and then modify the game as it runs and it'll 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 yeah, adjust it's live. similar yeah yeah so it was just like what the fuck so you like you see this model like walking with titties bouncing, they would change shape, size, volume, like all kinds of shit. And you would see it on the model. And I sent it to him. And he was just like, I don't know how long he fucking watched it, but I'm pretty sure it's like an hour. <laughs> he's all out of he's all out of fake nut because yeah. he's seedless. Uh, oh, he's busting out all them squares, all them Seed pixels. The Everywhere. He skeet skeetums. Yeah. Uh we had a question. We're gonna segue a little bit. Okay. Warrior Warrior fella asked the question. Way Where? early in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to segue us into The Mandalorian, if y'all have watched it. Uh, I haven't watched today's episode. Well, I mean, obviously. Okay. But this is, it doesn't matter if you didn't watch today's episode. He said, do you all think... What do you all think uh, Bo-Katan has... Hold on, I'm reading this fucking all stupid. Do you all think Bo-Katan has deserved the right to challenge Din Djarin for the dark lightsaber and earn it for the first time. Um, 
So someone said that she kind of earned it. What do you think? So I think that she, if she was going to challenge him, she would have done it in season two. When she realized that he had to save her. And she's like, hey, that's my birthright. And when he tried to give it to her and he yielded, and Moff Gideon was like, "Uh, she has to win it in battle. She doesn't want to just take it from him in some weak-ass battle. She wants to defeat her enemy. And earn the right to be technically the next Mandalore. So, right now, if you're watching season three, she kind of doesn't give a fuck. But she's been kind of reignited. So, I don't think she's going to outright challenge him until she feels like she needs to ascend and bring both factions uh, of the Mandalorians. Or at least the two factions that we see. Because I know they're the third faction. So the two that she sees, if she wants to unite unite them, then she's kind of in a no-win scenario and has to challenge him. So I don't think she's going to unless she absolutely, absolutely necessarily has to do it. Okay. Prodigy? I have not watched any Mando Season 3. Oh, okay. Well, then <clears throat> I will answer. Uh, yes, I think that she has – that she deserves the right to challenge – um, but I don't think she's going to, especially because of the last couple of the last episode. Mm. Um, I think she gave her, I'm sorry. I think, uh, Din Djarin gave her actual hope for what it means to be a true Mandalorian. Mm. And I think if you watch the last episode, you will understand why, because she doesn't take her helmet off. So, and she saw things that, uh, she didn't think existed. So, mm. Yeah, I don't think... I think that, yeah, she 100% deserves it because she was the last ruling class for uh, Mandalore and she can definitely handle that fucking lightsaber better than Din Djarin can. Oh, yeah, that 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't think she's going to because uh, he's really bringing back, like, the old... Like, what it means to be a Mandalorian. And I think she's going to follow him because of that and hopefully teach him how to fucking wield a lightsaber. Uh... So I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench in there. So we're getting Ahsoka later on this year. And in that Ahsoka, we're going to get live action Sabine. And Sabine had the Darksaber for a while. She earned that right to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably lost it to Moff Gideon. So she could show up in this season and challenge for the Saber herself. Which will monkey wrench everything that's going I mean, on right now. Then, you know, that still, I think that she should show... Mando how to use that fucking how to wield his fucking sword. <laughs> I make that tang tang. Yeah. Maybe she so. could be his be his sheath. Oh oh damn. Damn. So Prodigy, you need to be watching Mandalore season three. So, so, I don't here, care here, about don't don't bring up here, that fucking here, argument on, about Andor and all that shit. Here, well yeah, but here's here's how you can convince me though. Is it better than Andor, yes or no? There it's is a, as good as Andor. So I haven't watched all of Andor, oh, but I, I will tell you there is an episode, the last episode was actually it, it's basically just like Andor. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. It was very much like Andor. But yeah. it's, I mean, I would say so a lot of people complained about Andor being too slow and maybe too cerebral. This has more of the magic and it has way more action than Andor. 
So it moves at a different kind of pace, but it's still, I would say it's probably just as good. It's not, there's not a lot of brooding. It's more of like kind of get to the point kind of shit. And it has more of the monsters, magic, and, and fucking. I, hold on. I, I can understand. Okay, Prodigy. I'll just be real. It's not fucking Andor, man. I mean, I mean it's not. So if that's, the, what you're, if yeah, that's your standard, it's, it's not that, man. It, and I didn't have that fucking standard. So Andor fucking yeah, blew me fine. away. Yeah. It really fucking blew me away. And I'm like, I can't, I can't go backwards. And I love the first season of Vando because it this came is, out before Andor. This but isn't I, going backwards. This is not a backward step from Andor at all. But it, you know, it, it depends on what he's talking about. If it's good, yeah. it, it won't be a problem for me. And I'm not shitting on it because, again, I loved Mando 1 and 2. But Andor just raised the fucking bar of what I expect in the Star Wars series. Well, I, I can just tell you that, like, I think, I forget what episode it was. There was definitely an episode on this season where it definitely was not that great. But the last one that came on, the one with, uh, was bare, it's very Andor ish. I think okay. you would definitely appreciate it because it's basically Din Djarin is not even in like 90% of the episode. It's in the it's beginning and the end. <laughs> yeah, it's about some other shit that you're just like, this is like Andor. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. I appreciate that. And, and the one that really fucked me up, again, not no fault of Mandora's at all, but Obi-Wan was just trash to me. I, I hated it. I thought it was just awful. And so I was almost not going to watch any more Star Wars series after fucking Obi-Wan. And then Andor fucking redeemed the ever-loving fuck out of it for me. But, you know, I can't, I can't do the, uh, the roller coaster with that shit. It's got to be at, close to at that level or whatever. Because I know they can, you know. But, yeah. it, but if it's good, it's good. You know what I mean? And I'm not sitting on Mando. Mando's been, I've been very, like, very intrigued by the season of Mando. Um, if to me, because it feels like it's still on par with Mando season one and two, it has that same kind of energy. It's just, it's just less. Right now, it's not aimless, but it's kind of like they're settling up to something big. I can feel you can see the pieces moving, where they're moving to something big happening. Because there's a lot of grouping, I'll say, a lot of stuff that they're setting up. And it's been it's been a good setup for me so far. So I'm looking forward to today's episode. I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, and and I'll I'll also say again, no fault of Mando's at all. But after the fucking incredibleness of that season one with The Last of Us, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna watch something. Not that Mando's like it, but I'm gonna. It, it still has Pedro. I'm I'm gonna just watch something fresh and different and new. And that's why I got into Edge Runners and fucking Swarm and. Still watching my fucking snowfall and shit. And new, but you you watch in the species reviewers like every week. That's you, not you're not lying, but you're way too fucking loud. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> There's <laughs> other, literally other anime. Doesn't Hentai Haven make their own fucking anime or they, own hentai? But they don't have slime girls, man. Like that's what it really how, is. How do you know <laughs> if you haven't really looked? I, I well, okay, I'll I'll ask the internet. Do your worst, weebs. Suggest more, <laughs> suggest more hentai to me with slime girls and fucking, you know, fooders on Friday. And just oh my god, that's that's doing a bit too much. <laughs> Nobody needs all that kind of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, all right. Oh, so we should. Uh, there's a few things you should probably talk about. Really, yeah. One quickly. of them, one of them we got to. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we'll wait for Cronus to kind of come back. But oh, so this one is all you because 
you've been talking about this the last couple of days. A lot of people have been talking about it. It's the uh, Diablo. I know you went back to a couple. Did you play the beta? Did, I know you played Diablo 3. What's yeah. going on with this? So I've been playing a shit ton of Diablo 3 with Hobby, with Jen, even with uh, Crazy Ass Sierra from Arkansas. Um, so I love Diablo 3. I, I fucking forgot how much I love Diablo 3. I did not play the beta because you had to for Diablo 4 because you had to pre-order uh, Diablo 4 already, and I haven't pulled the trigger quite yet, But it's and it's going to be free this next week. Um, but Hobby was telling me, I saw some streams, I saw some twitching. It looks fucking incredible. It looks like everything you ever want from Diablo. And the great thing about Diablo is this. You got that four-player co-op. You can work on your build in any kind of funky-ass way in terms of, you know, all the uh, the, the power level uh, as you rank up and which ones have the best cooldown and which ones have the best armor and which ones are legendary. There's just so much of it. And then you know goddamn well, especially based on three, they're going to continue to support that shit. That shit had season after season after fucking season. They still have a current season of Diablo 3. So I'm fucking excited about this shit. That game died. But, I mean, I know people were playing it, so I, I, I guess. It didn't sure. die. It, there's still plenty of people playing it. I, I added, like, two or three more friends over the weekend, just randos, that were like, hey, you want some, some of the best gear? I didn't know that the uh, legendary gear they have now is fucking green. You know how, like, when you saw green? legendary... Yeah, when you saw Legendary here back in the day, it was like orange and super bright. Mm -hmm. Now that the fucking they have a green neon uh, light uh, on some uh, second level fucking Legendary gear, and I was like, God damn, this shit is great. So uh, yeah, I, I love it. I, I can't wait to. I am gonna play the beta, but I'll do it this next weekend. Okay, what are you talking about? You talking about Diablo? Diablo. Oh, I thought we did. I guess we didn't talk about it earlier. No, it was before no. we started the cast. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. what it was. It was like, because um, Patrick asked if we, uh, or somebody, maybe it was Patrick? I'm pretty sure it was Patrick. Yeah, it was him. It was yeah. him and someone else. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I, I really, I, I want to play it. I'm going to play it probably on Friday, so. It should be fun, man. It should be really fucking funny. I heard it's all, the beta is like all of the first act or something like that, which is fine. I, I yeah, I don't even care if I have to replay it once you know the game is finally released or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting it to necessarily save that uh, whatever I earn or content. They or said my gold. they would. So yeah, they would. Yeah. Well, then even better. Fuck it. You know. But yeah, it's gonna be. It's one of those games where it's it's really satisfying to play as another class, even though you're replaying the campaign again, because it's just so fucking different with all of the uh, powers and abilities and shit. You know what I mean? I mean, what's crazy to me, so, like, you know, I started playing Diablo from the first one, and it's amazing that it's even playable on consoles because when it first came out, it was just like, this is just a PC thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, nobody's fucking gonna play this shit on consoles, and then Diablo 3 came out, and then, you know, I think a little while later, it dropped on consoles, and then all the console players were like, oh my god, this is so fucking good. I'm just like, yeah, this was good, like, you know, 10 years ago. Um... <clears throat> But I think, honestly, I think it's really cool that we're getting so much more variety of games on consoles that were previously only only really considered on the PC. Um, and you can go back in time to, like, just FPSs. FPSs before, like, GoldenEye were 100% shitty on consoles. Like, they, they were unplayable until GoldenEye. And even GoldenEye was just, like, it was 
it was playable, but I mean, you know, and people still talk shit about the uh, the controller, the N64, about how it had like the the claw and like the weird thing in the middle. It's like people don't really understand that the N64 controller made it was such a huge improvement in gaming for consoles um, with that one thumbstick, even though it was oddly placed. But without that one thumbstick, you would not have had the vast majority of games we have today. Like you wouldn't have mm-hmm. FPSs on uh, on on consoles like at all. And so uh, I'm I'm really happy that these things are coming. And so yeah, seeing that you know Diablo Four is going to release you know day one on consoles as well as PC. It's like it's that's really cool. And I I I think that these you know older I'm sorry, younger gamers or gamers that were never on PC, they don't really appreciate the fact that you're getting PC shit on your console. Oh, and on the yeah. flip side, you're also getting console shit on the PC side. I oh, mean, look yeah. at what Sony's doing with um, with their exclusives. I mean, you you got Horizon Zero Dawn, you got God of War, you got a bunch of other previously... Uncharted. Let's say again? Uncharted as well. Yeah, Uncharted. All these games that were PC AAA titles, I'm sorry, that were console AAA titles on the PC, it's fucking amazing. So just this is just a great time to be alive, to be you know a gamer and a and a nerd. Just just appreciate it. Also, just piggybacking off of that, you got cross-platform gaming. Yeah, oh, if it yeah. fair, yeah. You know, you you got people who can help you in co-op that are on. PC or on Xbox or whatever. So there's a fucking lot going on. There's a whole lot going on and it's fun to just have more people to play with. Oh my goodness. I didn't even say, um, segueing a little bit, but I have, um, so on my own personal channel, every now and again, I I post, you know, like videos for like clips of like my gameplay. And I posted like, uh, a video of Hogwarts legacy of me just doing like, a quick like slaughter gameplay and it's got like 14,000 views and I've, I, I honestly, I don't know fucking why, but like people like ask me questions about the game and I'm like answering and like some people are kind of like trying to be dicks about it. Mm. And I'm just like avoiding it and just like, some guy was like, oh, it could have been faster if you use like Mandrix. I'm like, well, I don't use those. So do you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do me. Like I've already passed the game. So I'm gonna platinum it. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, it's uh everybody plays like in different ways and like just being able to like really being able to like post video gameplay, like what you just did or just doing live streams to me, you know, this is like a recent thing. Like, Cause I'm, I'm not as old as old ninja, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, it's really neat to be able to, to like literally post. Cause like somebody asked me like the, the video that I posted, somebody asked like how to get back up from where I was. And so I told him, and it's just like, it, to me, it was obvious. It's like, I'm not going to be an asshole. Because I'm like, if you ask me a question about, like, how to do something in a game, I'm not going to be a dick. Like, you, you just, you don't, you don't know. And if I, if I have the answer, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to be an asshole about it. But it's, it's cool to be able to, like, help gamers, like, do shit in a game where, like, previously, like, in the early days of, of gaming, first of all, it didn't exist. And then when it did exist, you had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So if you got stuck in an... In, in, in an Atari game, literally there was no resolution for you. None. If you got stuck in a Nintendo game, you had to fucking call the Nintendo hotline. Yeah. Well, so, or, or, or you yeah. yeah, or you wait for the um 
the uh, what, was, what was the what was the Nintendo Mac- Power? You had to pay for that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Had to pay for it. Or, yeah, but it, so what I would do. So if you would live by a Barnes and Noble, if you're in a city, you just go there, just read it, and or write it down, and then you leave. Easy. Wow. That's because you saw. No, I mean you just you got to do what you got to do. Got to make the best of what you got. It is what it is. All right. Um, we do got to talk about this one. Uh, Rick and Morty's Justin Rowland. Roiland? Roiland? Is that who you Whatever. Uh, so I got some quotes. I know everybody's going to jump on in and on this one, but... Uh, Should I interrupt rep- you first? Yes, of course. Okay. I, a I representative with the... the orange, so go ahead. Yeah. A representative with the Orange County District Attorney. Uh, this is from IGN reporting. As of today, they did not... We did not have sufficient evidence to prove the case beyond reasonable doubt. Uh, and this is for him being accused as of May of 2020 of domestic violence. And then here is his quick quote. I'm thankful that this case has been dismissed, but at the same time, I'm still deeply shaken by the horrible lies that were reported about me during this process. I'm disappointed that so many people were so quick to judge without knowing the facts based solely on the word of an embittered ex trying to bypass due process and have me canceled that it may have succeeded even partially is shameful however now that the legal case has ended i'm determined to move forward and focus both on my creative projects and restoring my good name end quote that's what uh that's what's going on for today that was the latest and greatest hmm. uh and a strange Segue. Looks like I got invited to the Street Fighter Six closed beta like two months ago, and I didn't even see it. But back to uh, Justin Roiland. You know what? I don't really have too much to say about this. I mean, according to his uh, Rick and Morty uh, co-workers, he wasn't the greatest person to work with, and he didn't seem like a model employee. Even, even outside of these allegations, so even though it, he did voluntarily leave um, the gaming company because he was like part, um, I don't know if he's co-owner, but he was like one of the executives of the company, and he departed on on his own free will. They didn't kick him out. He wrote a resignation letter. So I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, is he going to try to get these companies back, or is he going to start something new? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to completely like shit all over the guy, but it wasn't just this one issue that got him, you know, fired from you know Rick and Morty and um, basically Adult Swim uh, or you know Cartoon Network or whatever. He had a lot of like work issues that were happening that multiple uh, coworkers brought up during this time period. I don't know if this, if they just were just piling it on because of this, which is definitely a possibility. It, that seems kind of less likely because, um, Dan Harmon, who is the main creator, he said that they basically haven't talked in like years and he was, and that Justin Warland was not part of the creative process for the past few years. 
Um, and I would, I would believe Dan Harmon way more than Justin Roiland at this point in time, or just in any point in time. I mean, he redefined the, uh, the hero's journey and he so far is, seems like a decent dude, but then again, I mean, so did Justin Roiland, but you know, everybody has their faults. Mm. So go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I don't know what's true and what's not in terms of what went on at Adult Swim. Um, I'm going to put for now that aside while that's being the facts are still to be determined or come out in terms of what's true and what's not about that. I mean, in terms of the domestic violence case alone, though, the fact that they again, according to this DA in Orange County, they didn't have sufficient evidence to prove the case beyond any type of reasonable doubt. Um, and that was it. it, it's being dismissed. I think for that alone, I think that that's a good thing, you know, in terms of if they didn't have enough evidence, then from the, the domestic violence standpoint, uh, we need to leave them alone in terms of. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to imply that he's guilty of domestic violence or uh, that any of this was even real for domestic violence. That's what I'm sticking with at all. I mean, there's no evidence. Because the other stuff that I said was not refuted at all. But that specific thing you talked about, yeah, I mean, that's refuted, but the other shit, not so much. Yeah, I mean, just because a case was dropped, as Stitch has said, doesn't mean he's still not a shitty person. I mean, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know. I'm not in his circle of influence or whatever. But I understand that you are innocent until proven guilty. This case got dropped. Um, Maybe this person was a salty ex and wanted to drag his, his name. He did lose revenue due to these allegations. However, like I said, we don't know if this guy is a shitty person or not. I can't vouch for that. You can't do it. And I, I want to so. be clear. I'm not vouching for I don't know him personally at all. But I don't necessarily like... Again, I'm going to stick with just what is on here with domestic violence. I don't like any clouds still being over him on domestic violence after today. Yeah, um, yeah, we're not saying that. I'm not saying about domestic violence. I'm saying that there's other behavior that was th- that was said about him in his work environment. Mm-hmm. External to yeah. his domestic violence. So, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that, I, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm really... I read the quote, and I want to be clear. All I'm... I don't know what happened with work. I don't even know all of the details about it. I don't know if we'll ever know all the details, but I know domestic violence is some serious shit. Well, and to I, be mean, acu- I know what Dan Harmon said. So, and what did he did he accuse him of doing something like what he, was he it? said that he wasn't a part of the Rick and Morty um, writing at all, and then other. Uh, people that were on the Rick and Morty staff said that he was not a great person to work with. Yes, and and for me, I don't know what that means in terms of tangible details. I don't. That that could mean that you're someone who yells at work. That could mean that you're someone who 
pounds your fist on tables. That could mean that someone you're someone who doesn't approve Those BPL. Are all not great things. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, usually yeah. someone if you say someone's shitty at work, that means they're not pleasant to work with. It's not yeah. a positive I, I, experience working with them. There's nothing positive from I multiple hear, people I hear about you, working with this person. I hear you about nothing positive about that. I don't know what the specific details are, and I don't know what's true with that. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I mean, but when you have someone who's basically like, because they have their own company. Yeah. They have their own production company. But isn't it still under Adult Swim, Adult Swim Cartoon Network? Yeah. Or am yeah. I tripping? So, oh, yeah. Right. Except for maybe Squanch Games. Actually, Squanch Games might oh, actually be Games. too. Squanch Games was under, uh, oh yeah, it might be under Adult Swim, you're right. But uh, Justin Wyland has uh, a show with Hulu. He has Solar Opposites, which is separate from them. And I don't believe that's an Adult Swim thing because it does not air. (laughs) Yeah, it it does not air on Hulu. I'm sorry. It does not air on Adult Swim. It's exclusive to Hulu. Well, I mean, either way, I mean, I think it's. I don't want to say it's reckless, but I think that just. Kind trying to focus on that one thing that he was exonerated from, um, but ignoring the rest of what everybody else said. I mean, and he didn't address it at all in his statement. He didn't. Is, uh, is not great. So is it being? I guess my question is: Are things still being reviewed? I don't know this answer. Are things still being reviewed and investigated? He still he was fi- He wasn't fired solely because of the allegation. Because mm-hmm. when the allegations came out, it took, it took like weeks. And then it was like a bunch of other people saying that, you know, this guy did like a lot of other stuff in the workplace. And then it came out. Because I thought that he was, I thought that Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, they were like hand in hand, like making the show. But according to Dan Harmon, which is to me is a more credible source, that they had not worked together really in years. And that, you know, they had a whole writing team that were doing this whole thing, and he was just basically a voice actor. Um, that's kind of concerning. And then, like, you know, the other people saying he wasn't great to work with is, is concerning, too. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, burn the guy fucking for just that. I mean, I, I'm honestly, I'm glad that he's not a fucking, you know, a wife beater or whatever. You know, that's that's good. But at the same time, if you're shitty to work with, then you're shitty to work with. You know, like yeah. I've had plenty of people that were that have been shitty. You know, people that I've, I've worked with that I I do not wish to ever work with again. And if they had an allegation for des- domestic violence or not, I don't give a fuck. I still would never work with them again, and I would still would prefer not to work with them again. And I think that's kind of like, so far, that seems to be the case right now, is that people that they do not want to work with him because of the way that he presented himself in the workplace after a certain amount of years. So, uh, a quick addition to that, he left Squanch Games of his own accord. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote his own resignation letter, which was posted online by Squanch Games. So he left them. They didn't fire him. He resigned from the company. Yep. So that was I, on his uh, own cord. I, I I totally get it. Again, I just I'm so, happy. I do, I, I'm happy that no domestic violence. We'll see about the other. I don't know I when. Agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. fine. We'll, I get we'll that. See. Well, I agree that there appears not to be <laughs> the most okay. violence. Yeah, well, I mean, but, he could have beat well, on her. And, and well, just, hold on, hold on. Just, just to be clear, he's not convicted of. Uh, there's that, no. Okay. There's That's no. Right, right? Yeah, let me let me just be clear. There's no conviction, and there's no even case against him for domestic violence anymore. Yeah, the case should drop. Mm-hmm. So, it's slightly on a slight tangent. Uh, this kind of I don't want to say applies. I feel like that's a little. But Kevin Spacey was accused. Hold on. But he was accused and not convicted. Sir. (laughs) Was he convicted? No, he wasn't. Didn't someone die? No. No, Anthony Rapp, who's on Star Trek Discovery, he's the one who accused him. And (laughs) apparently there wasn't enough to convict him. The jury didn't. There was another. Am I tripping? I'll have to look it up. There was another accuser that did die. So there might have been. Oh, I think the accuser killed themselves. Yeah. Okay. Then yes. So the answer is yes to my question. Yeah. There was someone who died and accused him. I remember that shit. Yeah. Okay. But but this is a very different. Do situation. all of his atoms still exist in the same body? Yeah. <laughs> you telling me? You telling me? No. No. Nobody died. And then oh yeah, he killed himself. That's yeah. I well, I double stepped because I was like, oh yeah, someone did kill themselves. So I was like, yeah. okay. So, but yeah, hey. someone did die. Hey, I, uh, look, it, 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 is, it is what it is. I, I, I'm not... Uh, all I said was the, uh, the the exact quotes. We'll see what happens. I hope that the true truth comes out with whatever the, the workplace... And I don't like working with anybody who's completely fucking uh, shitty at work. I'm not ever defending that necessarily. But I also think there's a world of difference with perhaps someone. Perhaps. Because I don't perhaps. have all the details. You should say mayhaps. But, Mayhaps, mayhaps, uh, mayhaps, uh, been yelling or fucking not approving PTO versus someone who may have beat their fucking. It's the thing, prodigy. If you're yelling at work at somebody, there's something wrong with you. But but hold on, you don't see a world of difference between that and beating your your. No, there's a world of difference, but obviously, prodigy. Are, Are we being real here? Yeah, there's a world of difference between those two things. There's a world of difference, but you know, obviously, you got to separate. If you're not dating somebody, and you, if you're just at work in, in a general sense, and your boss is yelling at you, there is a problem there. And I'm not, I'm not equating the problem to domestic violence, but I'm saying though, this is a serious fucking problem, and it's a serious problem that you should not, that you should be fired for, if you need to yell at your employees or your coworkers to do anything. You're a problem. Yeah. yeah. At work. And that's, a to me, that is a good enough reason for you to not have that fucking job anymore. That's sure. excluding the the allegations of domestic violence. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What, and one's criminal and one's like an HR thing. Yeah, it all. is. But both of them, you should lose your job for. Well, not if you're... Not maybe an allegation if it's proven. Yeah, right. I was gonna say for de- yeah, if it's proven for domestic violence, yeah, you're but, going to jail. If it's but, proven that you're some asshole at work yelling, then yeah, you're gonna get fired. I'm, yeah, I'm with and that's what seems to happen because like you, you, if you rewind the tape, um, he didn't get fired right away from the allegations. It was after all the other things came out of like the coworker saying, "Hey, you know, he was a shitty person to work with," and that's when they let him go. So I mean, it was a couple years. So yeah, yeah. so this was May of 2020. Don't don't be an asshole. At, an asshole at work, I, I you know, 
I had to listen to this stuff with like with Kay, with like her, you know, former bosses, like, you know, yelling. I'm just like, just fucking leave your job. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to work there anymore. Like, well, and, and I, I, I would never like. I remember there was a guy who didn't even yell at me specifically when I was over in Iraq and I was making like a lot of money, and I left the job because he yelled at a woman because she was looking for another job because he was a shitty boss and he was good to me, but I was just like, you're going to yell at this person for trying to find another job. And we're like, no, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And just, and again, this is just from IGN. This is not prodigy. IGN is stating that after the charges with the domestic violence came to light, the, that adult swim got rid of them. It was so. If I remember the timeline, it was after, but it's like how long was it after? It, to me, it was not. It wasn't the same day. It wasn't even the same fucking week. It was after other coworkers talked about it, and then Dan Harmon came out and was like, "Yeah, we haven't really. He hasn't been a part of like the, you know, the process of making the show for a long time, and they haven't talked in a number of years." And from what I remember, that's when he eventually got let go. It wasn't just because of these charges. So. I don't know. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Unless it was uh, something else. Uh, um, I think we had one more busy meet guy. Okay. Wrong. You did? I thought we did. I thought I saw one after. Was it about Papa Bear? Oh, Papa Bear have one? Oh, uh, maybe it was. I didn't write it no, down. There's no, one more Warrior Fella. I got that one. No. No, I guess it, it wasn't a BZ Meet the Eye, but we already addressed it. It was about Diablo. Yeah. So. Uh, oh. That was uh, Patrick. And thank okay. you, Patrick. And Papa Bear. And Warrior Fella. Thank everybody in the fucking we'll, chat. And we'll <laughs> give you another update on Diablo 4 beta probably next week. Because I plan on trying to play it. And I'm sure Kronos is as well. Oh, yeah. I'm a. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it because uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Hogwarts Legacy, the fucking Platinum is... I think I talked about it before the podcast, so I'll just say it on the podcast. The Hogwarts Legacy fucking Platinum is goddamn bullshit, but I'm too fucking far in. <laughs> You're too deep. Yeah, I'm too deep. It's like, I gotta bust a nut, right? So... <laughs> you know, I'm too far in. Too many yeah, pumps. I, anyway, I, I, didn't, I didn't know... They have to basically get all the goddamn collectibles in the fucking game to get the yeah. platinum. And you got to play that. the game as every single goddamn house to a certain point, which is annoying. Oh, so yeah. there's like yeah. 600 fucking collectibles in the fucking game. Mm-hmm. And you have a to lot. play as every house to a certain point in the game to get the platinum. So a lot of work. And it stopped <laughs> me from playing my, my VR shit. Well, the games are coming yeah. out. I'm just, God damn it. So you have a character for every house now? No, I'm get, trying to get oh. all the trophies yeah. until I need to get the rest of the um, lesser houses. Just saying, because yeah, like, I'm fucking... Oh, shit. You see that fucking shirt? Oh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor? That was, this was not on purpose, <laughs> by the way. I just happened to wear this shirt tonight. But yeah, I'm a Gryffindor. Nerd. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Damn. Y'all know this. Damn. All right. Proud nerd. Well, dude, what, what you got popping this week, goddammit? Uh, so I'm seeing John Wick 4 at some point this weekend. Mm. R.P. Lance Reddick. Um, this is getting like high praise, high reviews before the like movie was out. Um, a lot of critics seem to love this. They think this is the best one yet. So I'm like, well, I guess I have to see it. 
I mean, Lance Riddick is still in it. So I'm going to make my uh, way to try to see this. Um, I've been playing more Destiny a, l- a little bit more. Not as much, but I've been playing with certain people here and there. I'll probably dabble a little bit in it. Um, playing a lot of Modern Warfare, though. <laughs> There's been a lot. Because they introduced like this new seasonal event. And it ends in like 20 days, and there's a lot of shit to do. So I don't think I'm going to finish it, but I'm doing it. Oh, there's the raid. So I talked to Stitch and Prodigy about trying to do the raid. We haven't done part two of it yet. It just came out last week. Uh, We're probably going to try to make some time to do it sometime. Sometime. (laughs) Hopefully soon. We'll see. Uh, We still didn't talk about it, even though we had a chance tonight. Star Trek, the card season three is still knocking it out of the park. I need to fucking catch up. Yeah, it's been like their first story arc ended. So like their second one started last week. The new episodes tonight at midnight or tomorrow, whatever. Um, I'm going to be on that this weekend. Uh, it looks like it's going to be storming up here. So I'm probably going to boat to work. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, I, I might. There's a very slim chance I might start Resident Evil 3. Sometime this weekend. We'll see. Get re- Here's the other thing, though, real quick. You don't even have to play three to enjoy the fucking amazingness of four. There's Leon isn't really in three. Uh, I know he's he shouldn't be in three at all. But I bought the game like two years ago. So all right, that is what it is. It's like a true, you know, Japanese game. Shit, don't my fucking. Oh. I just had a bunch of. They just keep falling. Fucking gravity still works. All right. <laughs> um, I just dropped a bunch of comic books on the floor. Our gravity <laughs> did. I'm just saying. They'll be okay, I hope. They're back and boarded. Um, yeah, like, you know, true Japanese games, the sequels don't make sense. Mm-mm. It's fine. You don't need continuity. Nope. Unless you're Hideo Kojima. He knows what's up. Oh, all right. Except for, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2, which made no fucking sense. But it's okay. We'll let it go. All you need to know with any type of Resident Evil is Umbrella is very, very bad. That's, <laughs> all, that's, all, that's all you're going to know. Everything else makes no sense. <laughs> All right, Kronos, what you got popping this week, goddammit? I'm just trying to survive. I'm like, uh, I'm like Wyclef. Or, uh, the B-52s. Yeah, I'm about to say you're gone till November. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive right now. Uh, I think a friend of, a mutual friend of ours is coming down next week, right, Prodigy? That's what I hear. Yeah, I didn't know about that until, like, recently, which is weird, because I talked to, like, to Drew the other day and he didn't say shit about it. I just learned this week, so... Yeah, I talked to I, him literally this week. He didn't say shit. Yeah. I'll just pay him again. Anyway. But, um, that's all I'm going to say. Fuck it. I'll keep yeah, okay. I was going to say, I mean, so, I mean, just trying to survive is good enough for me. Yeah. All right. You just... I just got what oh, the no, wait, Prodigy's got to say some shit, right? Yeah. Fuck, Prodigy. Fuck that dude. Fuck his couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reviewers is going to be watched again. And, uh, uh, <laughs> nah, uh I'm, I'm going to try to check out this gun with four, goddammit, and um, watch, I'm going to finish off Edge Runners and watch some more goddamn Swarm. Um, I'm loving Horizon uh, Forbidden West. I finally got into it because it was free uh, on our... <laughs> Partially free on PlayStation Plus. Paid for it free. Yeah, paid for it free. Um, and so really enjoying that. I'm fucking early on in the game, and I forgot how to use the fucking bolt uh, arrows or whatever where you put the trap down. I yeah, you, 
I was like, how come I'm not fucking electrifying Prodigy. these motherfuckers? Why are you bullshitting? You know all about traps. Yeah. Oh, damn. I set myself up for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely, I, I still, I need both of y'all's opinion on this fucking swarm show for next week, goddammit. I will watch it next week. Sorry, the reason why I was kind of like not giving a, I was looking for this fucking comic right here. It was somewhere where I didn't think it was. Oh, shit. And it's uh, it's Hulk thirteen. I got the variant cover, and apparently this is worth money. Um, yeah. And it's uh, if y'all are not reading the Hulk right now or the X Men right now, um, I just caught up on a whole bunch of comics, and the Hulk and X Men, and like there's like, a lot of good shit going on. And even like uh, Batman is also really good right now. Nice. Definitely check it out. Good shit. One last thing. Uh, there was a Demon Slayer fucking movie that I need to see. And season three has, I believe, uh, debuted. So I got to get all the way caught up with Demon Slayer. Are there traps in there? Too. I don't think... Uh, well, you know what? Actually, so supposedly season oh, two... People get mad when we say trap. I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> we learned that lesson, but I don't give a, a single solitary fuck. That term has been used in fucking anime. Since. I mean, yeah, but you can say the same thing. Like, if if I were to say like, uh, like the N word, it's like, well, it's still used in like by white boys in the South. But like, they're trying to sometimes trap and kill. <laughs> so, like, yeah, but I mean, that's not uh, that's not a really good excuse, man. <laughs> to be honest with you. These are fi- and these are fictional characters, not the beats. Man, I mean, it to me, I uh, I need I need to stop saying the word. So, yeah, I I can see why it's offensive to people. All right, take us on out, old ninja. All right, this is the trapless weapons uh, <laughs> of like infinity you just experienced. Check us out anywhere yeah, and everywhere. Shoulder work. I'm just saying. BTI. It's B T H A N B T I. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, uh, we're at anywhere and everywhere. Even on Twitch, uh, even socials, even Facebook and Instagram, we're on there. Uh, we have a website, uh, BenHeadProductions.com. Forward slash BTI. I actually saw someone asking to be in the Discord uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, so we have a Discord. Uh, yeah, we can give you the link. Uh, Wait, just let us know. Wait, link to, uh, to PlayStation now? Didn't they have that update? It's chat. Yeah, you can chat via uh, PlayStation. Well, it's it's more than more than just chat. Yeah, but I mean, I guess chat was the biggest feature that people wanted that was missing. I, I don't know. Well, it's, it's integration, total integration. So now, like, when if if you go on, if you link your PlayStation, your PlayStation account to Discord, you can, first of all, yes, you can chat in Discord while you're playing a game, but you can also see, like, what somebody, what game they're playing, mm. and when, and if you want to, like, be able to play with them, it's way easier now. Um, it's like, kind of a long overdue uh, update. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, email account, you can email us at bbti.gmail.com, let us know that you want to join Discord, so, there we go. Then you can chat. You can chat via whatever, I guess, whatever platform now. PlayStation 5, Xbox, PC. So there you go. Linux, whatever. No Mac, though. You got a Mac, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, man. You know what you did. Unreal 2? Yeah. 50 <laughs> Later.